welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to welcome you to Minute number 48. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, pretty excited about this minute. How about you? I'm very excited about this minute. Very excited about yesterday's minute. That was a lot of fun having Chris on. Chris is, uh, of course, our guest who joined us on Minute number 47 to talk all about his love and uh, affection for Mr. Walter M. Peck. It was great having him on. Ready to get into minute number 48? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so in the previous minute, we saw Venkman stand up to Walter Peck after Peck threatened to return with a court order and shut down the Ghostbusters if he wasn't available to see their equipment. The minute ended with Egon warning Ray and Winston of recent findings that he had taken on the containment unit. At minute number 48, Winston asks Egon what he means when he tells him that something big is on the horizon. Egon picks up a Twinkie and tells Ray and Winston that it represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. Egon goes on to say that according to a sample taking that morning, a relative Twinkie example would have to be 35 feet long and weigh 600 pounds. At 4820, Ray coughs. Winston responds by saying, that's a big Twinkie. Egon takes a bite out of the Twinkie. At 4822, Ray says that they could be on the verge of a four-fold cross-rip or a PKE surge of incredible or even dangerous proportions. At 4828, Venkman comes down the basement stairs and tells the Ghostbusters that they have just had a visit from the Environmental Protection Agency and asks how the grid is holding up. At 4835, Winston asks Egon to tell Venkman about the Twinkie. Venkman asks, what about the Twinkie? At 4838, we cut to the exterior establishing shot of the Shandor building at 55 Central Park West at night. Several bolts of lightning strike the top of the building. At 4847, we cut to an exterior shot of the altar of Gozer atop the building. Two menacing statues of terror dogs are on full display. The camera dips and swings underneath the terror dog statues, particularly the terror dog on the right. In the background is an etching depicting Evo Shandor in the cult of Gozer. And that ends minute number 48. So, Brady, did you notice the two chairs in the last shot? Uh, when we have the close-up of the altar of Gozer on top of the Shandor building? No. So there is a green chair on the left-hand side, you can see, as the camera starts off the shot. As it swings over to the right-hand side, you can see an orange chair in the background as well. So I'm wondering if these are crew chairs of guys who were there like putting up everything and just kind of like left when they went to go and do the shot, or more likely, they were chairs that were up there for guys on their smoke breaks who worked at the Shandor building. That's no what kidding. I'm thinking. Well, I mean... I've never seen that. Yeah, it's. I didn't see it either until I, until I saw this. And I might have actually even seen another, like a, like a bar stool in the distance, but they could have been left over from people who were like set dressers. But I think, like I said, the more likely answer is, you know, this is where people go up to smoke. You know, or if you live in the Shandor building, maybe you've left a door ajar so you can go up, yeah. you know, and like and, you know, listen I, to some I, Peter Tosh at night or something. I can understand, like... Uh, a crew chair or something like that having been left there accidentally and still being the shot. But two, as big a like, uh, commercial production as this was, I'm pretty sure that there would have been some prop masters or somebody looking, keeping an eye on continuity on the set noticing two chairs. I mean, that's a pretty big thing to miss. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think they were left there on purpose. Is that is that, that that's, that's what you're saying? That's what I'm coming yeah. to. Yeah, it gives a kind of a little uh, like lived in real world aspect. Like you know, we talked about the wise potato chips that were on the set earlier when. You know, yeah, uh, Peter it, was sitting there. It kind of gives the impression, too, that like people are going up to the roof of this place not knowing what they are standing on. Yeah. I mean, they're out, it's like you said, the altar, the altar of gozing, gozer worshiping. Yeah. Um, and that's funny that uh, people would just be up there kind of nonchalantly hanging out or whatever, not knowing what they are standing in. 
So I don't want to hold him to it, but I know in the future episode, Mark Landry said he would like to come back and talk about architecture with us. And I'm thinking he's probably talking about one of the later episodes where the Ghostbusters are actually up and the altar of Shandor. So we probably will get into a couple of these things in more detail. But have you noticed the relief, uh, the etching that is behind the statues? Have you ever taken a chance or a moment to look at that before? Yeah. But go into it. Yeah, so it's it depicts what is Evo Shandor on, it looks like a staircase leading up to a pyramid, and it also kind of looks like a pyramid itself. He has his arms outstretched, and he also, all, all, he kind of looks like um, Aleister Crowley, if you know who that was. Yeah. An old mystic. Uh, and he has these two, like, kind of naked women at his feet, and it's kind of, he's in a position of power, uh, you know, welcoming Gozer into the world. So it's kind of a depiction of what's going to happen later. And we know in the original drafts of the movie, Gozer was actually supposed to be uh, in the form of Evo Shandor coming down those stairs. So that might have also been kind of what was going on there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Smoking and movies. Yeah. You just Let's don't talk see about it anymore. It. You really don't. There's been a real movement since the early 2000s to kind of eliminate smoking from movies. And uh, honestly, as someone who's not a smoker, as someone who is, anytime I smell cigarette smoke, it just kind of like throws me into like a really weird place. I'm kind of glad that we're trying to push cigarette smoking out of. Uh, something that the the public does because it's it's incredibly unhealthy for you, you and I have uh, you know we we've both lost uh, family members to lung cancer yeah so we kind of have uh, you know vested interest in seeing smoking eliminated but uh, yeah it's and I understand where you're coming from but um it, it definitely adds something to this movie to the lived in uh, feel of this movie like these guys work so hard that they need a smoke break every now and then yeah um and but, that was a bit that was a normal thing to just have in the eighties is like everybody kind of has a cigarette to get away from stuff but yeah it's like Ray and Winston and Peter are all seen smoking in these last couple of minutes here and for a second I thought I saw Egon smoking as well but he was holding a pen when, when he had his clipboard out that he was giving mm-hmm. him the the notes on the, on the Twinkie problem and then in the second one you see uh Ray smoking a cigar and not always in the most appropriate moments I think yeah he's smoking one in the mayor's office and it's just kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. Could somebody have taken that out of Dan Aykroyd's hand? Yeah, it was really shot? weird that he had that cigar in that scene yeah. where they're all like, kissing really... around to making up the names for the Times Square, Slime yeah. Square. He's it's got really the cigar. Out of place. It is. Uh, so about the Twinkie. So the largest Twinkie that was ever made actually weighed over a ton and was the equivalent of 32,000 regular Twinkies. Uh, it took about five days for that to bake. So Egon's talking about a Twinkie 600 pounds. So at that rate, it would have taken a day and a half to bake the Twinkie that he's talking about. So here's a weird question. Um, and we know that they had we know that they had the tie-in for the 2016 Ghostbusters, where you and I actually on a previous Patreon That's episode right. tried those Twinkies, and I think we were both really big fans of the White Fudge Twinkie. Yeah, the uh, Marshall. Flavored. I brought both boxes into the office. The key lime slime box is still there. Yeah, it's even, still there. Even though a month ago it went bad, but the uh, fudge cover Twinkies were gone within two days. So everybody yeah. just came in and ate them. But um, it, the whole Twinkie thing is a little bit weird because he could he didn't have to pick up the Twinkie and say it's this big. He could have said, well, imagine it is on a scale of one. Uh, it would be on a scale of 600. Yeah. Well, that's that's to- Ghostbusters. That's Ghostbusters blending comedy with science. And yeah. Horror. And it's done perfectly here because it's a Twinkie. And he's giving all this uh, factoids and descriptions of uh, the scale of the terror, of, of the situation that they're in. Yeah. And Things he's are getting it, bad. Yeah, getting he's doing it through a Twinkie, right. which is something silly. And it's and, funny. And it's it's it if it is... Uh, product placement, it's well-done product placement. Yeah, and it fits uh, completely in the line of what this movie is. It's not like a character saying, like, Pringles are delicious, I love them, and cannot stop eating them. You know, he's just saying, like, here's a Twinkie. You know, Yeah, it's, it's, it's horror comedy, it's sci-fi comedy, and this is that exemplified in a pretty subtle way. So, last episode we talked about lines and pieces of dialogue from movies that people use in their everyday lives and situations, like uh, 
the light is green, trap is clean. Right. Uh, in this case, we have that's a big Twinkie, which is almost similar to you're going to need a bigger boat yeah. from Jaws. It's it's people applying this line uh, to situations that, that they've you know come up against. And so I think it's funny that... Um, just like you're going to need a bigger boat, this you, you know someone probably just as often says that's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie, or what about the Twinkie? Tell them about the Twinkie. Those are all things that it's not completely uncommon to hear them out of like just people joking around in a bar or talking to each other. Yeah, Ghostbusters does it so well, but it's really weird because a lot of those those lines were ad libbed on set. This does not feel like an ad libbed line. This feels like one that you know Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman or you know Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis probably wrote, and it's really kind of a brilliant line. Yeah, it really you know? is. It's also cool that you see Winston start to get involved, and he's putting his his input into right. the situation. He's been there uh, canonically, uh, like in the story, he's been there for like one day at this point, and yeah. already they're all kind of getting along and being like, "Oh well, you know, let's talk about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Yeah, it's, and, yeah. yeah." And we're seeing he's one of the dudes. Equal input from everybody in this scene, and uh, so you know, hey, this is probably the first scene, the first moment where you've got your four. That's true. This is the first scene where all four of the yeah. Ghostbusters are in the room at the same That's time. Right. So and this all, is an important moment. Yeah. All right, well, that's all pretty much that I have for minute number 48, and I think you're done as well, so we're going to go ahead and relieve you guys of your Thursday. Folks, join us tomorrow for episode number 49, where we go into some gargoyle notes. Yeah, that actually happens. It's a lot of fun. All right, folks, join us tomorrow. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.